the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 31 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm seven. Yeah, so here we are, episode 31. Uh, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff we've been up to. So you guys were gone on Saturday and, and Sunday, Sunday, sort of. Uh, you went out of town with your mom and that was pretty cool i so what i did was i went to the fantasy flight game center because it's fun and while i was there i bought the card game that i've been meaning to buy for quite a while the empire versus rebellion card game now fantasy flight has two different card games one is called a living card game where like every month they come out with a new pack that you can add to your deck of cards and it adds a bunch of stuff to the game every month, right? You can get, like, a subscription, right? Which is pretty cool, but also ends up being a little more expensive than I'm willing to pay for. But they also have this standalone game, this one, you know, you buy it once and that's it. Um, and it's pretty fun. Liam, you and I played one one round of it. Uh, I think that the more we play it, and Anna, I think you'd really like this game, too. I think uh, we could have a lot of fun with it. It's, it's pretty cool. I've um, never played it. No, you haven't played it. Liam and I just played it for the first time yesterday. So I think if you played it, you would like it. And then we could play it more often. And what's really nice is that it's kind of a small thing that we can always just bring with us. You know, no matter where we are, we can just play a quick game of it. And really, once you play it enough, I think it's only going to take like a half an hour for the game. Which is really nice. It's not too long for a game. You know, we're used mm-hmm. to playing... We play Settlers of Catan that takes what? Like two like hours. two hours sometimes, right? You guys sit down and play that game. So, so I think... Um, you know, once you get the rules down for this game, once you understand how it's played, I think we'll be playing a lot of little games of this. It'll be pretty fun. Speaking of games, by the time this podcast comes out, by the time you, dear listener, have our voices in your ears, the Outer Rim expansion will be out for Battlefronts. Yeah! Woohoo! Yay! I'm so excited! And, and we're gonna get it right. We we will get it, yeah. Yes. And also, yeah. and also, and, and I should be... say I should say that that the expansion is coming out. Uh, actually, tomorrow for people who have the season pass. So, uh, with with Do my friend Tony, we did split the season pass so that we get we get the releases a little a little bit earlier than people who don't have the season pass. Play some tomorrow. Oh, I don't know if we'll have it. Maybe tomorrow night. Maybe tomorrow night. We'll check Maybe it out. Tony can come. Okay. Over. Maybe yeah, he might want to do that and, and check it out. So this expansion is going to have Jabba's palace as a level. And it's going to have some new heroes to play. Liam, who are the new heroes? Minum and Greedo and new weapons. New weapons. It's going to have some new, new weapons, levels. I think. Yeah, the new levels will be Java's Palace and then maybe some other ones. I'm not quite sure. But it looks pretty fun. We've seen some kind of demo videos of it. And, I have uh, it. Well, you have it? Nope, I have not. Oh, well, Liam and I watched one. Oh, can we watch one and then see my reaction to it? <laughs> maybe next week you can um. give us your reaction to this uh, this whole thing. Speaking of Battlefront, Liam, you played multiplayer for the first time uh, yesterday, I think, right? Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, it was really fun. It was pretty fun, huh? I so you played the... a couple levels of Blast? 
Is that yeah. right? So that's basically Blast is where you just try to get the other people as much as you can. I played There's Bla- no special objective or anything. I played Blast on the um, Ice Caves of Hoth, and I also played Blast um, on the... The, the Rebel Depot. The Rebel Depot and also... On Tatooine, um, yep. Also... Hmm? Also Celeste. Oh, you did play one on Solace, too. That's right. I was- so the first time you played it, you played on the the Ice Caves of Hoth, and you had a th- you got you had a three to seven kill death ratio, which is pretty darn good. Uh, so you got three people, and you died seven times. That's honestly that's more than I did for a long time when I played that game. I had a hard time getting anybody. What? Yeah, it's it's hard, Liam. Yay, I was I'm really awesome. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> you are pretty good uh i i was thinking it'd be kind of fun if we if we could have a uh you know you have the different emotes where you can get the your character in battlefront to do like you know they can do things like say boom or boom! something right um, i think it'd be kind of fun you want to do a boom together okay, okay. so we're yep. both rebels yep. and we're fighting okay. against Boom! Boom. Yep. So you won against the empire. I thought that it would be really funny if there was a sort of emote that says, uh, "You got taken out by a (laughs) seven-year-old," because I think some players would be uh, really—I don't know what they would think if if they knew that that you were a seven-year-old taking them out in the game. Oh yeah. (laughs) They might be a little. (laughs) Their their egos might be a little damaged, but uh, but anyway, it was fun to watch and. I got this um, hmm? short gun blaster, mm-hmm. and he was far away. Yeah, and I just oh, I shot got him. him. Got him. I got him with my um, smart rocket. Oh, smart rocket! Yeah, nice, good work. So, so yeah, that's that's fun. Uh, something fun with Battlefront. Um, we've talked about it in the past about Battlefront and like the whole rating system and whether or not it's too uh, mature for you kids to play, and. Uh, you know, I think if you want to go back, and I can't remember what episode that was, I'd say probably 23, maybe? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's the title of the episode is Rated F for Fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we, we talked quite a bit about that, so I don't feel like I need to talk about it again. But every time I talk about Battlefront, I always think, well, someone might think, what's a seven-year-old doing playing Battlefront? Because there's a lot of shooting and killing and stuff like that. Battlefront is... Well, we see that on Star Wars, and we watch Star Wars. And so why shouldn't we be able to play a game? Mm, why that's shouldn't true. we be able to do that? No, I'm kidding. On a video game. Well, of course. Why shouldn't video we game. be able to do that? Of course. Uh, so... So, yeah, we know it's a video game. We know it's pretend. You guys are very peaceful kid- children. Like, oh, I, yeah. you are of not course. the kind of kids who start fights. You're not the kinds of kids who would ever want to hurt anybody. Is that true, Daddy? Isn't that true? Yeah, well, that's true. I start fights with Anna. Yeah, that's different. Anna's, <laughs> yeah, that's your, sister. Different. <laughs> Anna's your sister. Okay, I guess. You're supposed to start the fights Thank with Anna. You're so. saying that. You're saying I can start fights with Anna. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,. So, so you guys had conferences uh, at your school, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really good at getting my work in on time, and I was a, a pretty good. I was like one of the best getting my work done on time, first grader. Sure. So you're good students. You're good students. Um, yeah. And uh, we have a tradition that we buy you guys a book whenever your conferences go well, which has been always, thankfully. Uh, so this time we bought head to head the Force Awakens. Star Wars yeah. The Force Awakens head-to-head. Uh, yeah. 
which is pretty fun. Uh, written by Pablo Hidalgo. And if you haven't read any head-to-head books, they're pretty fun. So what they epic. do is they take... Yeah, epic. epic. Liam says it's epic. So they take a character like... I don't know. Anna, pick a character. Um, uh... Luke? Luke. Versus Liam, who would Luke be versus? Oh, and actually, in the in the book, he versus Kylo Ren. In, he, Kylo. He, he fights against Kylo Ren in this head-to-head book. But sometimes you'll see things like Malakili versus Baba Joe. That was was, <laughs> and Baba Joe won. What? Won. How do you know that? Because I looked. You looked. You weren't supposed to look. We were reading through all these. Oh well, that's fine. Um, yes. So so it gets kind of ridiculous, uh, and really fun and funny. And some of the matchups are really funny, but and some of the a matchups of them are really hard. Hard to guess who would win. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, it's pretty fun. But I looked online today. I cannot find the book anywhere. I was kind of looking. I wanted to link to it on Twitter, like say, "Hey, buy this on Amazon." It's not on Amazon. It's not at Barnes and Noble. It's not anywhere to buy on the internet. Which, how did it get at the school book fair? How did they get at the school book fair? I don't know. I don't know if it's like an exclusive to Scholastic, which is the company that set up all those books. Um, I'm assuming it'll be released other ways later, but if you're looking for this book because you're hearing our, you know, us talk about it on the podcast, I'm sorry, but I don't know if you'll be able to find it. Hopefully, eventually you will. It's a really, you know, it's a fun book. I know that they've sold these books in the past on, on Barnes and Noble and on Amazon and at different bookstores, but just search head, head to head, the force awakens, and hopefully you'll find it eventually. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this book a little bit more in our canon news segment coming up later. But for now, let's head on over to the news. All right, we have some Rogue One news. How how are your feelings on Rogue One? Let's take our Rogue One temperature. What's your Rogue One temperature, Anna? From 1 to 10? Let's do like a temperature, like whether or not you have a fever for Rogue One or a... Or you're just a, a you know, you're a low grade fever, or you got a high temperature. What do you think? Ninety eight point six is kind of that baseline, right? What do you, What do you think? I'm I'm fine. You're fine. You got a ninety eight point six. Yeah. Internal temperature for Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Liam? Ooh, um, I'm not too interested in it. Maybe hmm. maybe five point eight. Oh, uh, five point eight. Okay, <laughs> that is like the lowest temperature you can get. You would be dead if that was your temperature. So ninety-eight point six is your kind of normal temperature. So, oh, if I if I put a thermometer in your mouth and that thermometer told me how excited you were for Rogue One, what do you think it would say? Um, <laughs> is this kind of weird? I just kind of sprang this on you guys. Ninety-nine point eight. Ooh, 99.8. Okay, all right. I'd be probably sitting at about 100 right now. You know, it's not a super high fever, but I'm excited for it. You know, I got maybe the sweats a little bit. A little bit of the sweats. I shake a little bit when I get cold, but, you know, it's not like I'm going to be laid up in bed for three days because I got, you know, the Rogue One fever. But... Oh, daddy. So, but anyway, here's some Rogue One news. Uh, there's going to be a book released before Rogue One called Catalyst, a Rogue One story. Which is funny, because Rogue One is a Star Wars story. So I thought it'd be kind of funny if it was called Catalyst, a Rogue One, a Star Wars story, story. 
No? And Rogue One, the Star Wars story story. <laughs> uh, it's just funny to me no, that they're calling... Rogue calli- One story a Star Wars story. A... <laughs> no, it's catalyst, a Rogue... a Rogue One story a Star Wars story. <laughs> sure, whatever. So, um, a Catalyst... No idea what you're talking about. In case... Well, let, me, let me tell you what Catalyst means. Mm. Catalyst is a person or a thing that causes something to happen. Like, usually a big event, right? So, like... I'm assuming this book is going to show us like the 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 thing that happens that causes Rogue One to happen, right? Causes the events in the movie Rogue One to happen, like the starts. Like it's like a prequel basically to Rogue One, right? So, no author has been announced for this book yet. But I was thinking, you know, we might be seeing in this book. I don't think we're going to see them in Rogue One, but in a book like this, we might be seeing some Rebels characters, maybe. You would think these Rebels characters that we're following, right, in the TV show yeah, Rebels... Yeah, I think we might see Sabine. Maybe, right? I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up in, in this book. But I don't Ooh, think they'll show up in the movie. Be, that would be cool. Maybe, like, not cartoon Sabine, but like... Ooh. Live-action Sabine yeah, in Rogue One? That, that would be, be pretty cool. awesome. That, that would, would be, be cool. I want to be. see live-action Sabine. Yeah. And Hera, and Kanan, and Zeb, and Chopper, and, well... You can't really make a live-action chopper. Sure you could. And then Ezra. And Ezra. Zeb, yeah, there is a live-action chopper. Zeb, I really want to see really see, We see a, a live-action chopper in Rebels Recon every oh, every yeah. time we watch it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, but So the Rebels characters could, sh- could show up in this book, Catalyst, or they might show up in the comic series that's going to come out before the movie. A Rogue One comic series. A three-issue series. And plus, in addition to that, there's going to be a one-shot story. So a one-issue standalone story. So there's going to be a three-issue series plus a one-shot. And I think this is going to be sort of similar to the way they did it with The Force Awakens, where they had Journey to the Force Awakens, right? Mm -hmm. So what comic series did we have in Journey to the Force Awakens? Wait a minute, let me think. Oh, I'm quizzing you now. Um, Sharabay, Kess Dameron. Before the Awakening? Mm, close. Shattered Empire. Oh, Shattered Empire. So we had Shattered Empire, and this I'm assuming this comic series is going to be kind of the same thing where they're not going to really tell us a ton about what's going to be in this movie. But I'm hoping it ties in a little bit more. I think it will. I think it'll tie into the movie more. It'll be set really close to the beginning of the movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh but, you know, Journey to the Force Awakens didn't really tell us too much about The Force Awakens. So, I don't know. I'm not going to expect too much out of this stuff as far as telling us about Rogue One. But that's kind of okay for me, too, because I don't really want to know a lot about it going into it. You know? Mm-hmm. like to be surprised. I do like that. Although I'm not really avoiding spoilers as much as I did for The Force Awakens with Rogue One. Um, tell me some. Same with b- me. No, but here's it's the not thing. an actual but- Star Wars movie. Oh, What? It like, is I mean, an like, actual Star Wars movie, Anna. Not in the trilogy. Okay, you're right. It's not one of the saga films. The saga films. I have to remember that. <laughs> but you know, I think after we see Rogue One, I think you're. I think that we will understand just how awesome a standalone movie can be, even if it has nothing to do with the main characters. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna surprise us. I know you guys have pretty low expectations for it. You're not really excited about it. But I think it will surprise us. 
I think when we, I think when we see that first trailer, I think you're both going to be pretty darn excited. Well, I'm not even sure if we're going to watch it yet. Oh, you'll watch it. You'll watch it, but maybe not. I'll probably see it first, you know? Yeah, and see some, maybe skip some parts. Well, you'll see it in the theater, I'm pretty sure. I, I know, but know. maybe, like, you could tell us, close your eyes for this part. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be PG-13, so I'm not too worried about it. There's no way it'll be R. There's no way. As so. long as it's not R. Yeah. But back to the Rebels characters, I'm kind of curious about this, because that's something that we really have, like, a, a firm grasp on, right? And this is going to be about in the same time period, right? Just a couple years after what we're seeing in Rebels right now. Maybe three years, right? So, like I said, I don't think we'll see them in the movie, but in the books or comics, but they can't really show us too much of them. So maybe we won't see them at all. And why can't they show us too much? What do you think, Anna? Um, because then it would ruin Rebels for us. Yeah. It would ruin the TV show. Right, because if we saw Zeb, then we would know, you know, Zeb lives. Right? So every time Zeb is in, in peril and there's a chance that Zeb's going to die, we, we will know that he he doesn't. Right? That's kind of one of the problems with uh, that people had with the prequels, is that they knew who lived and who died. They knew Obi-Wan was not going to die. They knew that, because Obi-Wan's in the original trilogy. He's alive in episode four, right? So... So I'm sorry for those little people. And they know, and they know that Qui-Gon's going to die. Uh, I'm pretty sure that yeah, Obi-Wan well, yeah, that we know that we knew dying. that all the Jedi were gonna die except for Obi Wan and Yoda. Well, we knew that Qui Gon was gonna die because it said it in the um, episode one um, music <laughs> in the Jedi. soundtrack, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Qui-Gon's right. Qui Gon's noble death, noble death, noble end. Yeah, noble that's end. oh, that's right, that's right, you guys. So annoying. That's... So you weren't even why? alive yet. You weren't even know, a twinkle why? in my eye yet. But you cannot why? get mad about that. <laughs> you are you are mad on behalf of the fans who were spoiled. Yes, I understand. Mad on behalf Thank you. Of the fans who were spoiled. I appreciate it. Why would they even put that out there? <laughs> why would they even do that? This has been your. You know, every ten episodes or so, outrage over Qui-Gon's noble end. We now return to our regularly scheduled podcast. So these books, the book and the comics, uh, were announced at C2E2, which is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. See, two C's and two E's. So Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo, C2E2. Kind of clever. So there was a panel there with Star Wars authors, including Claudia Gray, author of Lost Stars and the upcoming Bloodline. And Gray announced that there will be one Lost Stars character making an appearance in Bloodline. Anna, prediction? You know who I think it's going to be? Who? First, I want to hear your prediction. I think it will be Nash. Nash? Yeah. Nash, Nash Windrider? Yep. So Nash Windrider is like the one character that you don't want to see again, right? Right. I, <laughs> I really want to see. I really want to see Sienna. Yeah. To know that I'm not going to mm-hmm. spoil it here mm-hmm. if anyone of you are reading it, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. Just to know. Just to know uh-huh. something. Yep. So, but you think it's going to be Nash? Honestly, that's who I think it's going to be too. I think it's going to be Nash. <laughs> That'll be so disappointing for you. I know. <laughs> oh well. I really want to see Sienna's thing. I know, I know. So there's a couple uh, blurbs out about this book, and I'm just going to read them. Actually, Anna, would you like to read one, and I'll read the other? Sure. Okay, Uh, I'll read the first one. You can read the second one, okay? Okay. So this is the publisher summary for the book. 
Witness the birth of the Resistance. When the Rebellion defeated the Empire in the skies above Endor, Leia Organa believed it was the beginning to a lasting peace. But after decades of vicious infighting and partisan gridlock in the New Republic Senate, that hope seems like a distant memory. So so what it's saying here, that's just the first paragraph, but basically they're saying the Senators are fighting with each other, right? Kind of like they did with the in the Old Republic, right? Episode mm-hmm. 1, you were seeing the Senators arguing, nothing was getting done, right? So it sounds like that's kind of what's happened with the New it, Republic. We also see it in Jedi Academy. In Jedi Academy? Yeah. Oh. Jedi Academy. <laughs> when they go on a field trip to the Senate, is that right? Yeah. And they see them all fighting? Yeah. About for new chairs. <laughs> new chairs? <laughs> oh, Jedi Academy. Good stuff. Uh, okay, the, the, uh, the blurb Jeffrey goes on. Jeffrey Brown is my hero. Jeffrey Brown is your hero? His... I love Gianna. Mm. Gianna, as you call her. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So it says, Now a respected senator, Leia, must grapple with the dangers that threaten to cripple the fledgling democracy from both within and without. Underworld kingpins, treacherous politicians, and imperial loyalists are sowing chaos in the galaxy. Desperate to take action, senators are calling for the election of a first senator. It is their hope that this influential post will bring strong leadership to a divided galaxy. So a first senator wouldn't be like a chancellor, but it'd be like the senator that is the voice of the Republic, I think. Right? I'm not sure how that would be different from a chancellor. I'm assuming they'll explain that in the book. I don't really get that yet, but... And then it says, As the daughter of Darth Vader, Leia faces with distrust the prospect of any one person holding such a powerful position even when supporters suggest Leia herself for the job. But a new enemy may make this path Leia's only option, for at the edges of the galaxy, a mysterious threat is growing. Edges of the galaxy? Isn't that where Nash went? (laughs) I don't remember. I think at the end of Lost Stars. Also from the Aftermath paperback, so, you know, usually they, they release books... They're in the hardcover edition, right? And then after a while, they release them in paperback, and they don't cost as much, so that people, if they you know, weren't quite sure about buying the book, then they can buy it later in paperback. And a lot of times, the paperbacks will have new stuff added to it, maybe little you know, snippets of other stories, right? So the paperback has a little bit of an excerpt from Bloodline, right? A little passage from Bloodline, and this is like the introduction to that passage. So Anna, you want to take this one? Okay. The entire generation has flourished during an era of peace. The New Republic, governed by the Galactic Senate on Hosnian Prime, has held power for more than two decades. The wars that divided the galaxy are fading into legend. Yet conflict has begun to take shape within the Senate. Two unofficial but powerful factions have formed. The populists, who believe individual planets should retain almost all authority, and the centrists, who favor a stronger galactic government and a more powerful military. As this political gridlock threatens to cripple the fledging democracy, centrist leaders have called for the election of a first senator. It is their hope that this powerful powerful position will bring order to the divided Senate. But populists like Senator Leia Organa Solo known all too well with the price of such order, even as the election nears 
the divisions between the worlds of the galaxy are growing wider. Okay, so we have some good information in that one, huh? What do you think, Anna? I like how they said Leia or Gana Solar. So low, not solar, sorry. Isn't that interesting? Leia or Gana Solo. So, so people are wondering about that because that's the first time in this in this new canon that we've seen that. And some people are saying they think that might be a typo. They're saying, I don't know if that's actually what she's calling herself. Yeah, that's what she's calling herself. Really? I believe you that. like that? Yes, I like that. See, I kind of wish she just stuck with Leia Organa. You know, we know that they got married, but why does she have to take Han's name at all? I don't know. I was a little disappointed when I read that, actually. But Well, I don't like that she's calling herself that, but I don't think it was a typo. Okay, okay. So you think it'll be in the book, Leo yes. Organa Solo. All right. Um, so what I like is this this whole centrists versus populists thing. This is really interesting because this is, I mean, this is how democracies actually, uh, at least, like, this is how the United States it's works, like right? It's like Democratic and Republican. Sort of, yeah. Like it is. It is kind and of. centrist. So, so with the centrists, they're talking about how we need, like, all, like, it, it would almost be like the... The United States government says all the states have to do what we say if you want to be part of the United States. And we're going to have, we're going to take all of your taxes and make a really big military, right? Well, what, what, what good is that, right? That keeps your whole country safe, right? That, that Mm -hmm. could protect you from threats from other countries, right? So that's what these centrists are thinking, right? They want all the planets to fall in line, to do what the... The galactic government says, okay? And the populists are saying, you know, each planet should be deciding what they want to do, and then they can kind of come together and work with the galactic senate yeah, for other stuff that maybe isn't quite as important, but, you know, they don't have to send troops to the galactic uh, military. They don't have to, you know, um, do everything that the big, you know, senate says that they have to do, right? So... Leia is a populist, someone who says that each planet should kind of control their own thing and not have to do what the Galactic Senate says. Which makes sense, right? Because she saw what the Emperor did when he centralized all that power, right? Mm -hmm. He was, you know, and she doesn't want that to happen again. But there's the First Order threatening them from outside the galaxy, right? I'm assuming that's what this new mysterious threat is, right? And if she wants to protect all these planets that are members of the, the of the New Republic, they're going to have to have a strong military, and you get that with the centrists, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting problem that Leia is going to have in this book, and we kind of know but how she stands up for what she believes, right? And but we all we know. Well, what do you mean? What, say more about that. She stands up for what she believes, which means that. She believes that the populists are doing the right thing, mm-hmm. so she joined the group. Sure. So she she is I a populist. Agree with Anna. Yeah, you agree with that. Mm-hmm. So so why why do you think she leaves then and starts the resistance? Because the resistance isn't really part of the New Republic, not officially. Maybe she thought that people weren't really that people weren't really following along with what the populists are supposed to do. Well, the well, or they weren't like acting like populists were supposed to act. Interesting. I I wonder whether or not she she really kind of saw, like, if she sees what the centrists want, right, and she kind of understands, like, yeah, we do need a strong military, 
But then she says, but we can't have it be part of the official government. Right? Because that's where we went wrong the last time. Where we had this huge clone army, right? And then it was used for evil. So then that's, I think that's what, that's, we kind of know how she, how she resolves this, right? She breaks off and starts the resistance. And at least the New Republic doesn't have to, de- doesn't have to say what the resistance does, right? That was kind of the problem with the Jedi being like employees of the Old Republic, right? Mm-hmm. Because then the Old Republic had all this power. The Jedi and the army and everything, right? Mm-hmm. That's too much power for the government to have. So she kind of started this little splinter group and that didn't give the government that power. It's like its own little thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that way she didn't have to join the centrists. So we kind of know how it resolves, but I'm really curious and I'm really interested in seeing how the politics works, right? In the, in the sequel trilogy era. And that's something that a lot of people didn't like with the prequels is the politics, right? Especially in episode one. A lot of people didn't like that. And I kind of wish that there was a little bit more of the politics. What do you mean in episode one in the politics? So like when they showed the Senate scenes and the debating in the Senate and stuff, a lot of people said, that's not Star Wars. A lot of people did not like that. That isn't Star Wars, except it's nice about, like, they actually add some of our world in. Right. Well, it's not original trilogy Star Wars, but it's prequel Star Wars. Right. The prequels were a lot about politics, about the political maneuvering of Palpatine to take control of the Republic. So that is prequel Star Wars, right? Now, mm-hmm. in the sequel trilogy, it seems like they're kind of staying away from politics. And I kind of wish that they put a little bit more in there. Like, I wish they would have had the whole thing where Corsella goes to the New Republic and tries to convince them that the First Order is going to be a real threat. And uh, I didn't like, know that they did that. There was stuff in there that they took out, yeah. Um, so, But I think, you know, overall, The Force Awakens is better off for not having these big, long discussions of politics. I think the yeah. movie itself is better for that, but I am really that's glad. that's just the movie. That's just, just different movies have different things. Yeah. So, but I'm glad that we're getting it in this book, right? Mm-hmm. And that we'll be getting it in different ways. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of it in episode eight too, maybe, right? Oh, cool. Maybe. That's really cool, actually. Yeah? Get it in episode eight. It's you cool. think we'll get a little more politics? Maybe. I kind of hope we do. I don't think we will. No? No. Maybe not. The Force Awakens did pretty darn good without having a lot of politics in it, so they might just stick with that. Which is okay with me, too. All right, well, um, our next thing that we're going to talk about here is the cover for issue one of the Force Awakens comic adaptation. StarWars.com put this up. It's by Isad Ribic. Uh, what do you kids think of this? This is going. Uh, this image is going to be on ChildrenoftheForce.com, too, so if you want to go there and check it out, uh, our show guide for this episode will have the image in it so we can see what this looks like. Here is the image for issue one of The Force Awakens. That is awesome. You like that, Anna? That is really cool. I can see BB-8 in the background. Yep. And then there's a dead stormtrooper laying on the ground. There's cool. a couple, looks like, maybe, right? Uh, or maybe that guy has, has a hat, um, his helmet off. That could be. Or maybe that guy got his head cut. Yeah, maybe maybe he got his head cut off, Liam. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> that's always that's always possible. So, so here at StarWars.com says uh, the gorgeous image finds a determined Ray, Finn, and BB-8 standing tall after a confrontation with First Order stormtroopers, while Ties chase the Millennium Falcon. How does BB-8 
can't stand up tall mm. if he's sitting down always? That's a good question. Um, okay, so you guys like this image. I am going to be very negative. Are you ready for it? Yes. I cannot stand this cover. Why? Okay, I, I, I don't like to be negative, but honestly, this cover bothers me so much. How does it bother you? Okay, first of all, let me say, I love that Ray is front and center. Awesome. But that that kind of looks like Ray, you know, kind of. But behind her, that does not look like Finn to me. It's just his art, Daddy. I know, but the art could be better. <laughs> I like it's it. really, really, I don't. I don't um, okay, so they're on Jakku, right? Yeah. What is Finn holding? He's holding the blaster that Han gives him on Takadana. Now, I feel like I'm being like a real big nerd here. You know, like pointing well, out these flaws. To, they could have oh, gone back to Jakku. No, they didn't go back to Jakku. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? I don't know, but they didn't. Um, how many TIE fighters are chasing the Falcon? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? That wasn't in the movie. The Dude, Falcon looks really weird. The cockpit movie. looks way too big over on that side. Like, and the proportions do not look right to me. Purple. Well, that's probably just that's just probably just the design. reflection of the sun. Uh, okay, and the description says that they're standing over two First Order Stormtroopers. Aw, so it didn't get its head cut off. Okay, oh, hold on. Liam. Yeah, Stormtroopers, right. So the head did not get cut off. Um, but do you guys see anything wrong with that image? Um, two First Order Stormtroopers. Look at the helmet. The helmet. What's the helmet? It's not a First Order Stormtrooper. How the heck did this get past anybody? When this artist turned in this image, how did they not say, um, that's actually an original trilogy Stormtrooper. And this is the Force Awakens. They don't wear those helmets anymore. I cannot believe it. What if it's in the book? It, no, I don't think it will be. It's a different artist in the book. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean to, I mean, I'm sure this artist is great. You know, it's possible that he just was given wrong information. Um, not enough art direction. I don't know. Uh, also BB-8 is in the background, but he looks so big that he could be like right here, right next to Ray. And he'd be that big, right? He's too big to be in the background. And BB-8 has a blue strip above his orange strip. Where is it? He's got a blue line up there. It's missing. That hardly even looks like BB-8 to me without that line. And anyway, I can definitely look tell it's BB-8. Well, I know. Body. I know. Look at his other. Right. The pattern's kind of gone on his body. It yeah. kind of that kind of fades away, which I can kind of understand. I just don't. I don't know. I I really don't. I really like it. You like it? I do not. Yeah, I so really we like we're it. going to agree to disagree here, Anna. I am so disappointed that this is the cover image for issue one of The Force Awakens. Just throwing it out there. But enough negativity. Let's move on to the next story. I, I really don't like being so negative. I know, I know. Hey, it's pretty rare. So negative. I know, I'm sorry. So here's a new story that we should have talked about last week, but we didn't. Daisy Ridley did a quick interview with MTV on the way into the Oscars award ceremony. And we're just going to listen to it to get to the part that I'm talking about. You have, um, you've started on episode eight. Yes. So I assume it's not just two hours of you and Mark Hamill staring at each other. There's actual dialogue and things happen. No, it's two hours of me and Mark Hamill staring at each other. I mean, other. I'll still watch it. It sounds great. Yeah, and like at the end of the film, you're not quite sure if he's going to take it or not. Nine opens the same way. <laughs> First of all, Daisy Ridley is hilarious. 
<laughs> That's so funny. And I love... you can't even hear a hint of like joking or no, voice. no. She's, she's totally yeah, deadpan. Uh, so I'm gonna really quick uh, play something here from uh, episode 25 of Children of the Force, which oh. came out a month before the Oscars. Oh. Really quick, play it right now. When do you think the name will be going? Oh, I don't know. That could be any time now, really. Yeah, because I want—I really want to know the name. The name, yeah. Any guesses? Nope. Nope. How about Luke's return? <laughs> Luke's no. return. No, how about Luke never grabs the lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole movie would just be right holding yeah. out the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lord. That would be like the most boring movie ever. <laughs> but you would have to take... Clips yeah. and clips, because right, yeah. that Daisy really couldn't hold it up. For It'll that just long. be the helicopter shot where they're where they're going around, like at the very end. It'll just be that going around them the whole time. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan did say that uh, that Ryan Johnson is going to be doing something weird with Episode Eight. So maybe Who's that's uh, Ryan Lo- Johnson. He's the director of Episode Eight, and he's oh. writing it also. Oh. All right, so that's kind of cool, huh? We have a similar sense of humor as uh, Daisy Ridley. Mm. About uh, the whole movie just being Yay. holding out the lightsaber, huh? <laughs> I love Ray. I love Ray. I love Ray too. So and, cool. Uh, we get to have the same right, sense awesome. of humor yeah. of the person who plays Ray. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's not the that's not the only part that uh, that I wanted to play for you of this interview, though. Let's listen to uh, this other snippet here. How has it been to work with him, though? I mean, what's interesting to me is that no Star Wars film has ever picked up right where another one left off, and we know this one obviously does. Yeah. Like, me and Mark have been rehearsing a lot, and it's um, it's really amazing, because when we went back to Skellig to do the opening of 8, it was so crazy doing the same scene with a different crew of people. Um, but he's amazing to rehearse with, and I'm very excited to do the rest of the stuff. It's such a good story! Seriously! <laughs> Luke sure. is so cool in this one. Really. So... What did you guys hear in that? I heard that Luke is going to be awesome. Luke's going to be awesome. Can't wait for him to be so cool in this one. She also said, when we went back to Skellig to do the opening of 8, right? That's Skellig, Mm -hmm. Michael, the the island. Yeah. And she said the same scene with a different crew of people. So we talked a couple episodes ago about, like, are they actually going to start off this movie with the same scene as they ended episode 7? And yes. I mean, she says it right there. Yes. They went back to Skellig to do the opening, and they shot the same scene with a different crew of people. So they are starting exactly where they left off. Unless Daisy Ridley is pulling off some deception and misdirection, right? I don't think she'd be lying about it, right? It just doesn't seem like that's something... Right. She do. I mean, I know I know Daisy pretty well, and uh, no, I'm, How joking. Do you know her? I'm joking. I'm joking. Of course, I have no I idea. I know Daisy pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're pretty pretty good friends, and uh, it just doesn't. You know, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't see her doing that. I just don't uh, think that that's something that she would do. You know, I, in all you the years in all the years that know I've her. known her. Uh, you only know her of because course. she was in a movie. Of course, I know nothing she, about her. <laughs> she is awesome. <clears throat> right, okay, we know fine. that. That's what we know. We know that. Uh, I wonder but, uh, if he listens to this podcast. I believe the answer to that would be no. <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, tell her about it. We could. We, we could. could try to get her on. Ooh, should we ask her for an interview? <laughs> yeah. Uh, How do we? Would we get her? That'd be a good question. I don't. So I don't think. I don't think she's available for interviews, guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because she's probably just working too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So. 
All right. Well, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song. Yeah, the Canon News song. Yeah. In canon news today, is the name of the Tusken Raider who knocked Luke unconscious in A New Hope. Oh, wow. That is that actual Tusken Raider's name. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from Ultimate Star Wars, which uh, we don't own, but we, we got from the library a while ago. Um, but I was, I was researching Tusken Raiders. Okay, and here's why I was looking up Tusken Raiders, and I found out that is the name of that Tusken Raider. Uh, and the way the way I found out that is his name is uh, on Wikipedia. And I was looking up Tusken Raiders because in Head to Head, this book that was written by Pablo Hidalgo, Liam, last night we were reading it, and it says under species that Tusken Raiders are. Oh, yes, it said their species was human. And I thought, what? They're just human? Underneath, like, the wrappings? They're just people? Well, how do they talk like that, then? I don't... Okay. Okay, so I was looking it up. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Hey, come on. Let me hear you do it, Liam. You want me to do (laughs) it? Sure. Uh, uh... I guess we did a it does sound like a seal. You just have to bu- do a good seal. Rough, rough. Rough, rough. Rough, 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 Okay, stop, 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 stop. So, yes, it said, Tuscan Sand Raiders, species, human. And I looked it up on, on Wikipedia, because that's where I always go whenever I want to look up. Wikipedia? Wikipedia, sorry. Um, and there was no information on Wikipedia about the species. It just, um, in, in the canon section, it didn't say any species. In Legends, it said species Tuscan. Okay. Uh, so I thought, well, let's do a little bit more research. And I'm just going to basically ask Pablo Hidalgo. So I did on Twitter. I said, uh, is this the first time that we've heard that Tuscans are humans? In this book. And he said, that's weird. That should not be in there. They are certainly not human. So it was a typo. Remember you said last night you thought maybe that they just made a mistake when we were looking at that book. You were right. It's just a mistake. Tuscans are most certainly not human. So what species are they? Tuscan. Tuscan Right? I guess, right? Thousand Legends, though. Well, whatever. I mean, they're just, they're Tusken Raiders. That's what they are. Okay. That's their species, right? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, that's great. And honestly, like, Pablo, he replied within like a minute. He's so great on Twitter replying to questions like that. Thank you so much, Pablo Hidalgo, for that clarification. Um, so that is our canon news. Uh, and the news itself, I guess, is about, you know, the fact that Tusken Raiders are not human. And that the name of that one Tuscan Raider who attacked Lucas. It actually is. It actually and the way it's spelled, for for reference, just so you know, is capital U, capital R, lowercase o, capital R, capital R, lowercase u, capital R, apostrophe, R, apostrophe, R. Oh, you forgot the capital R's. Oh, those last three R's were capitals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, that is the name of that Tuscan Raider. I think I've said it enough. Let's go have a joke. (laughs) 
laugh it up, fuzzball. This joke is from Chris from Star Wars Kids Cast, who, if you remember, we read an email from him last week. I said, hey, he has a couple jokes for us. But last week we had Liam's awesome baby feet joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, Boba Fett and baby. Boba Fett, yeah. Hi, uh, baby. <laughs> okay, stop, 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 stop. That's uh, what I'm going to say when I say Boba Fett. Yep. So, uh, so Chris has a joke for us. Uh, and Chris, uh, follow him on Twitter. He is at SWKidsCast. And also check out the website, StarWarsKidsCast.blogspot.com for really great reviews of books and other kid-friendly Star Wars stuff. Uh, so here's the joke. Why did Ray run out of instant bread? Um, I don't know. Because BB ate it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I get a laugh. <laughs> yeah, you got a good laugh there, Chris. Okay, Mark. that's funny. That's funny. You I just get... don't laugh. I giggle. Mm, like. <laughs> okay. That's funny. You got a chortle. A chortle from Anna. A chortle. And a chortle. pretty loud laugh from Liam. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only laugh really hard when it's not a joke. Mm. Like, I don't like riddles and knock-knock jokes. It's just something funny. Mm. Just something funny that makes me laugh. Uh, just something funny. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's funny. Okay. Just something funny. <laughs> just I don't know why. I just like funny stuff. <laughs> okay, let's head on over to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. So I have a question. I don't know if you guys do, but I have one. The Rebels finale is coming up, and we're pretty sure that Vader and Ahsoka are going to go at it. Uh, I'm not watching any of the promos. It's possible that some of the promotional videos, I know that there's like a trailer for the last three episodes of the season or something. Um, It's possible those show the fight. I don't know. I'm not watching them because I just, I don't want to know. I can wait. I can wait. It's okay. I want to watch them. The question is for the question and answer council. Do you think Ahsoka is going to die at the hands of Darth Vader? Yes. Liam says yes. Yes. Anna says yes. I thought there was some way that we knew for sure. Knew for sure? I thought we knew for sure that she was going to die. How could we know that for sure? I don't know, but I thought like something else clarified it. Mm, I think there's the idea that, you know, there's no more Force users at the time of A New Hope, right? Right, but Sogo's still be out there hiding. Well, and what does Yoda say to Luke, right, in in Return of the Jedi? When I am gone, the last of the Jedi you will be. But, but what maybe is Ahsoka? He doesn't know about Ahsoka. Well, what is Ahsoka? I guess she's not really. She's a not Jedi. a Jedi. She could live. She could continue to live. Uh, but I think she's going to die also. Me too. But yeah. maybe not by Vader. Maybe someone else. Like who? I don't know. But I feel like Vader would be really mad if someone else did it. I right? would... I, I don't like Vader right now, but I would even not like him even more if he comes so bad. Oh, that would just right. be like the saddest thing ever. Would her death be one of the saddest Star Wars deaths? Yes, yes, because it was 
by her own master. It would be one of the saddest, if not the saddest. I it would not. I don't think for me it would be sadder well, I think Hans than Han. Probably, I think Han. I'm still. Hans is the saddest. I'm still so processing Han's death. Me too. <laughs> it's still, me too. it still makes me sad. Uh, I still dread watching it again when we see the movie next. Whenever I listen to the soundtrack. Oh yes, yes, I know, I know. Um, I found out mm-hmm. when I watched the Force Awakens for the second time. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think it was for the first, the third time. Yep. I found out that after the second Chewie roar, mm-hmm. then then that scene's done. So. Just cover your eyes until the oh. second Chewy roar. Oh, you, got a, you have a system. Yep. I'm just going to be like, okay. Yeah. Until the second Chewy roar. There you go. I thought it was at the first Chewy roar. Mm. I, I opened my eyes and I'm like, nope. Nope. And then I did again and I opened my eyes and I was like, okay, second Chewy roar. All right, roar. second Chewy roar. And then if you do that, then Han didn't die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so any of you out there who really don't like watching that scene, after yep. the second Chewy roar, you can open your eyes. Oh, yeah, but I was gonna say I was gonna say um, when I listen to the soundtrack too, and I hear "Torn Apart," the song Sad. that song just kills me every time I hear it. It's so hard. All right, well, that was kind of you know honestly the question and answer council. We always get into like these really bummer, these really depressing conversations about death. I, know, I feel like, right? but but that's why I, I put more. that's why I put what's coming up next next. Because do you know what time it is? No? It's not time to dip your protocol droid in a huge deluxe oil bath that you just happen to have at the ready in your garage. It's time for... Stump Stump the Nuts! All right. Uh, I think today's question comes to us from Anna. You're going to ask, yes. and it comes to us from Trivial Pursuit, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Okay, Let's hear the question. Say the question. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, Liam is yellow. Um, what were the colors of the four Rebel fighter groups that participated in the second Death Star battle? Okay. Um. There are four of the Rebel groups. Uh, if this is too hard, then tell no, me. no, no. I think I might uh, gold, blue, green, red. Oh, there's a yellow, isn't there? Dang it! Gold, yellow, blue, green. Gold, yellow, blue, green. That's my final answer. Gold, green, gray, red. Ah! I thought there was a blue squadron. No. Nope. Say that again. Gold. Green. Gold, green, green. Gray, red. Gray and red. See, you know, I didn't think there'd be a red squadron because I thought it'd be called Rogue Squadron. Because in in uh, Empire well, Strikes Back... You're the lump. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm the lump. I'm trying to, like, talk my way out of being the lump, but I'm just the lump. That's what I am. But you can say lump. what you thought. There. There's my <laughs> lump noise. All right. Well, we're going to have a shout-out. Shout-out. To the guy who came to our front door about an hour ago from the local PBS station, TPT. He was trying to get me to become a member. Uh, I am not a member of our public uh, television station, but, uh, you know, we might be uh, at some point in the future. He saw my Darth Vader Free Hugs t-shirt and said that he loved Star Wars, so of course I told him about our podcast. 
And he said that he would download it and listen. And as he walked away, I saw him searching for us on his phone. So, hey, TPT guy, thanks for listening. Yay! <laughs> yeah. He was literally searching it up on his phone. Yeah, he was looking. He said, I'm going to look it up. And he looked it up as he walked away. Cool. So, TPT <laughs> guy, if you're hearing this, that's pretty cool. Shout out to you! Oh, awesome. You are very nice. Yes, you are. Oh, yeah. All right. You're a nice guy. Yeah, you are. Well, yeah. that's good. Uh, good for TPT to get nice people. This is the guy nice with people. the Asia map. The guy with oh, you had an Asia map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're letting him know. <laughs> you're letting him know that that's you. Yeah. You're the kid with the Asia map. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. And thank you all for listening to episode 31 of Children of the Force. If you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. We're at Force Children. On Facebook, we are. Children of the Force. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. And hey, go to speakpipe.com slash children of the force where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer, as Chancellor Palpatine would say. Do it. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. The first person to leave an iTunes review with the name of that Tusken Raider, which remember is... And that's spelled U-R-O-R-R-U-R apostrophe R apostrophe R, will get a shout-out from us on the podcast and a digital download code for every single issue of the Chewbacca series. That's five comics. I will give you the digital download code for each of them. Just email us to let us know that you left us that review with the name and we will give you those codes and let you know how you can use them if you don't already know if you don't already have a comic app. So, pretty cool. Hey, that's a whole free comic series, five issues. Uh, for children You're giving of the out prizes? Why not? Sure. Wow. I have those digital comic codes I never use because we buy the actual comic. Okay. And every single fine, issue fine, fine, has a digital fine, code fine, and it's just fine, sitting fine, there fine, wasting fine, away. Fine. And I got the idea from doing this whole digital download giveaway thing from my favorite comic review podcast, which is Comics with Kenobi. Really great podcast. If you don't read all of the comics, but you want to know kind of the stories from the comics and what's going on because you know honestly like it costs a lot to keep up with all those comics i don't read all of them i i can't buy all of them i just can't but i want to know what's happening in these comics so i actually listen to comics with kenobi um and there's a there's a one or two other i think comics podcast that does this but I, i feel like comics with kenobi is pretty regular they do it once a month they review all of the comics so you can kind of keep up with what's happening in these stories, which are all canon, remember, and which, you know, have uh, consequences later on down the road in Star Wars. But it's also really fun to read them. So leave that review on iTunes. Let me know you did. Don't forget to include in that review, and you'll get the digital download codes for all five Chewbacca comic issues. All right, well, I think I have prattled on enough about that. So, we're out for Children of the Force. I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Leah. And... May the Force!